Welcome to the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. This is the source for all things high adventure for scouts, scouters, and anyone else interested in promoting high adventure trips for our youth. You can find all kinds of great high adventure options for your scouts at highadventurescouting.com. We are constantly updating the list of cool trips, and we want your input on your best trip. Welcome, High Adventure enthusiasts. We are excited, as always, to highlight a High Adventure base on this edition of the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. For those of you going to Philmont, this will be a good episode to bookmark. I'm going to play some excerpts from the December 2021 Philmont Trek Talk Facebook Live event. Say that two times fast. The event was specific on getting to Philmont and then things to do in Cimarron, New Mexico and on the way to the ranch. Now, I'm going to split this into two episodes to reduce the podcasting time. For this episode, we'll talk about things to do in Cimarron, New Mexico, and on the way to the ranch. There were six panelists for this discussion. Sal Porto is with Troop 212 in Lutz, Florida, and has been on six treks to Philmont and is planning a seventh for 2022. Jeff Cress is with Troop 19 and Sea Ship 4019, in Burlington, North Carolina. He's also an administrator for the Philmont Trek Talk group on Facebook and gear-report.com. He's been on numerous Philmont treks over the years. The third is Andy Parrish. He is the High Adventure Chair for Troop 152 in Westfield, Indiana. He's also the purveyor of the YouTube channel Andy Parrish Outdoors, where he discusses Philmont prep and trips, as well as personal hikes all over the United States. The next is Daryl Tadson. He is involved with uh, at the troop district and council level over 45 years and is routinely seen working at the Welcome Center at Philmont. He's been on numerous treks and sends six to seven crews to Philmont each year from the Greater St. Louis Area Council. The next is Scott O'Mary with Troop 259 in Plano, Texas. He has extensive experience with all four high adventure bases. And then there's myself, Rob Smith. I'm with Troop and Crew 85 in O'Fallon, Illinois, where I'm the High Adventure Chair. As you know, I also run the HighAdventureScouting.com website and this podcast. I'm honored to be included with such a prestigious group of scouters. The panelists' bios will be included with the episode info. Now, without further delay, let's jump into the discussion. So uh, let's, let's transition off of getting there. I've got, all right, let me get back to the correct screen here. Uh, the other topic we're going to talk about is what to do once you get to Cimarron. Speaking of the St. James, here is one of the dining rooms. If you've been to the St. James and you have found the facilities, then you're going to walk through the edge of this dining room to get to them. So, um, But that is the big one that a lot of people go to. Um, used to be... Uh, what what was it called before? It was the uh, the the hikers coffee was something else. It was the art gallery, right? Shimmeron Art Gallery. Yeah, so that's where you go to get ice cream. Yep. You know, because what else would you do in an art gallery, right? Now that's called Hikers Coffee Company. Um, we talked about some of the different lodging options. If you want, and this is something we teased earlier, we're going to talk about different places. If you want additional days to acclimate, but you can only do one extra day at Philmont. And I've heard people suggest, oh yeah, definitely stay an extra day. 
day on the activated and then on the back end so you have more time to see the museum and the Villa Fomonte and you can drive down and tour uh, Rayado uh, because that's right on the highway. You can actually go to that one. You can drive out to Chase Ranch and do a tour there. There are a whole lot of different things like that you can do. But I would say there may be times that Philmont declines your offer to stay an extra day because they've run out of room in Tent City. Or maybe they would rather you didn't. So there are other options if you need additional days or you want to try something different. We have some listed here. I've got an article that uh, Daryl assisted with, Harold at the Cimarron um, Chamber of Commerce uh, was instrumental in this, as well as Melissa at Hiker's Co uh, Coffee Company there in Cimarron. Uh, and it's something that... Uh, as of a couple days ago, I was told it's still pretty well up to date. And uh, before we get into the travel season for this coming uh, summer trek season, we'll go through and update this article again. Because believe it or not, the, the thriving metropolis that is Cimarron does have some things that change from year to year. Um, restaurants opening and closing, you know, new establishments. Unfortunately, lately, I think it's been more of things closing. But uh, hopefully with a good full season under the belt for 2021, uh, businesses will be financially a little bit more stable um, for this year. But lots of different food options listed here, as well as some shopping. You know, who knows? Some people like to shop wherever they go. So uh, I would highly encourage folks, if you are thinking about this is something I, I still feel bad that I was not successful in convincing the crews that I was with this, this past summer uh, to hang out in Cimarron for a little bit. We knew we needed to make a stop on the way back to Denver to get lunch. And I said, hey, let's do it in Cimarron. Like, no, we want to drive a little further. And I, should, I feel like I should have uh, tried to make the case a little bit more because the folks in Cimarron needed the business more than the people in Colorado Springs or wherever we ended up eating. Um, so if you have an opportunity and it works for your crew to patronize some of the uh, establishments there in and around Cimarron, they would really, really uh, be grateful. And, and that that's going to help out a community that really does a lot to support Philmont. And let me comment on that too, Jeff. Uh, over the years, talking with a lot of the a lot of the uh, people in Cimarron, um, they're probably in the ten weeks that the Philmont is open. They probably, what well, I don't know if I want to use the word make, but about fifty to sixty percent of their income happens in that ten weeks. Oh yeah. So yeah, they, you know. Philmont is a tremendous economic engine to, to that area. And, you know, if you've ever been there, like you said, the thriving metropolis uh, of Cimarron, you know, they, they certainly need and deserve all the help they can get. Yep. All right. Thumbs oh, up to the green chili a, hamburger at Creamy Drive-In. Yeah, somebody just put a question on there. Another thing, if you're traveling, uh, road tripping, uh, KOA campgrounds are a good option. Yeah, it says five bucks a person. 
for nine, I assume. Yep. Yep. It looks like a pretty good option. Uh, for those of you who have been to Philmont, um, and Jeff, I know uh, you, the, the big news is that the Cimarron Inn and RV Park, uh, and RVs, uh, they can't accommodate, they cannot accommodate anything over 32 feet. So that, that leaves you out, I'm sure, Jeff, and I know it does me, but uh, <laughs> Cimarron Inn and RV Park is now owned by the same people running Hikers Coffee. Yeah, that's kind of exciting because um, that's a family with really deep roots at Philmont. I believe, uh, I believe both uh, Melissa and her husband, uh, were they both rangers or did they both just work at Philmont? I, I, I don't recall, but I know the two parents um, had a history at Philmont and I believe both of their daughters in the past recent, in, in the somewhat recent uh, time frame have worked there. Uh, maybe I think I may have even seen one of them in the backcountry. This past, uh, yeah, one of the one of the one of the girls, uh, uh, Katie. She was a camp director in nineteen at uh, at Ring Place up north. I see. Yeah, so it's really neat when uh, a family cares so much about Philmont that they relocate and open up a business and then expand and do multiple businesses there. So, um, I've had good interactions with them. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I can't think of a business there that I have had a bad interaction with, but right. But um, anyway, yeah. other things to do, you obviously have the Villa Philmonte, you got the uh, national scout museum, uh, right on property that are walkable. Um, you can go down to the Kit Carson Museum. Philmont will provide transportation down down there. Uh, just let them know in advance, and and they'll work with you on that. Um, you know, you don't you don't need you know personal transportation for those things. Uh, if if you're up to it, Cimarron is only a four and a half mile hike, and they have a trail along the side of the road if you want to you know, continue your backpacking adventure. <laughs> I, I have actually uh, seen that discussed a number of times and I've never actually seen anyone list a good experience doing that, <laughs> which is ironic that you come off the trail, you think, you know, people, they got their trail legs, you know what they can handle, but there's no tree cover. It's out in the sun. It's, it's right. not a pleasant it, hike is what I have been told. Like everyone that I've heard that's done it has said, oh, yeah, we did it. Don't do it. <laughs> it I, I would tend to agree. Yeah. I mean, if you just got to get to town, I guess you just got to. But yeah. I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. But um, the, the, Cimarron, I, the Cimarron shuttle operated by Philmont, I uh, believe, uh, last year and this year, the coming year, they, they typically start at 11 o'clock uh, and run on the hour to and from Cimarron. Uh, this past year, it has been as no, at no charge. And the last bus in the evening leaves Cimarron, I think, 6.30, 6.45. So you're, you're back to the ranch by 7. Nice. And, and if the crowd is such, they will, uh, you know, they'll make a second trip. We all know the major high adventure bases around the country, and they offer some awesome programs. Have you been searching for a cool alternative from your typical high adventure trip? 
As a scout leader, I want to give our scouts some great alternatives. You need to check out highadventurescouting.com. You'll find information on over 30 different council high adventure bases in 24 states. Maybe you're looking for a do-it-yourself option and need some ideas. Maybe you've taken a great trip and you want to share your good fortune with your fellow scouts and scouters. Just send us the details and we'll publish your trip. Whatever your interest, highadventurescouting.com is the one-stop shop for all things high adventure. That's highadventurescouting.com. So, so Daryl, this may be a question for you. There's the Philmont Training Center across the street down the road by the Villa Fomonte. Is that, if you're really early and they can't take you at Tent City, is that an opportunity for crews to potentially stay over there? Or is that fully that's, Okay, that's not something that would be a crew decision. That would be a Philmont decision if they did not have space available in in the in the basic uh, Philmont tent city that would be up to them it would not be uh open to you know crews making their own decision and saying hey we want to spend a night or two over there because those tents are are scheduled for the the training center facilities and classes and people who are attending that got it but you know it's not out of the possibility I know last year uh, they did uh, on a couple of occasions when they were overbooked as far as Tent City were concerned. They did put them across the road. They had some logistic issues and so forth, getting up, getting the crew back and forth and on a timely basis. And uh, there was some some issues on that, but like it, it's not a it's not a crew decision. Got it. All right, I'm going to go ahead and make the last call notice. If you have questions about travel or things to do in or around Philmont, go ahead and post those now. We're going to start to move towards wrapping things up. I am scrolling back. I, I, uh, what, what would you say? I put a pin in a uh, comment earlier mentally, and I'm trying to find it now to put it up on the screen. It, it well, I'll tell you what, it had something to do with. What are other things you can do along the way, like Garden of the Gods or Pikes Peak or rafting or whatever? Who wants to talk about some cool things they've heard about that you can do? Air, Air Force Academy. Mm-hmm. We, we um, went to the uh, Cadillac Ranch in Amarillo. That was awesome. Yeah. Boys had a blast. Uh, uh, Did you bring your own spray cans? No, no, we, could, we bought them there. But there were a bunch of them just laying around, so we uh, wow. Um, the uh, and the uh, the the what was the big Texan? I don't know, the big in Amarillo, the steakhouse that that was the 72 ounce steak, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we didn't do it, but it was fun. (laughs) We saw a group that just came off the trail and they looked dead, like great, (laughs) what we're gonna look like in 14 days, so no. Not to, not to throw cold water on it, but I would be, and I've heard a lot of discussion in previous years, and we have seen it, uh, altitude acclimation, and then they say, oh, we're going to go whitewater rafting, or we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and lo and behold, something happens prior to arrival at Philmont, and somebody sprained their ankle, broke their leg, and now you now bluntly you screwed up your Philmont trip so 
be cautious what you plan as far as activities prior to arrival. We did the whitewater after. Yeah. Belmont, so. yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to show a couple pictures here from the Garden of the Gods in Colorado Springs because the first time I went through there, uh, it was raining. We didn't even get out of the bus. Like we made a loop through and from the little road that goes through it, you can see some of the rocks. We had no idea the stuff you could go climb on. Um, and, and to Daryl's point about people getting injured and then showing up at Philmont injured, be careful if you go climbing around at Garden of the Gods. There are a lot of things here that are probably ill-advised, and I should probably not have this particular picture up here because what, what they're doing right there was not the safest thing. Um, yeah, we're going to move off of that one. But uh, a really, really neat if the weather's nice um, to get out and walk around. And for us, uh, this was the day we flew into Denver. So getting out, just walking up and down the little bit of rocky stuff, you know, scrambling over some things, really revealed to us exactly the impact of going into an area of significantly higher altitude on our cardio. And uh, yeah. that was an eye-opener for a lot of the adults, I think, <laughs> just walking around at, at Garden of the Gods. But that was a really neat side trip. And uh, they that those crews went to a baseball game. I skipped that because it was uh, like 105 degrees. And <laughs> I said, you guys are crazy. I'm not doing that. I went to the bar with a friend who lived out there and hung out while they went to the baseball game. Uh, that we was had another yeah, yeah, we had uh, yes. <laughs> some other recommendations here. Uh, uh, we did go to the Great Sand Dunes National Park, as Hugh has indicated, and that was and stayed the night. That was a very cool place, lots of stars, very unique um, place. Palo Duro Canyon is also an area to look at in Amarillo. Okay, and we had another one. I don't know how to pronounce that. Capulin? Capulin? I don't know. Whatever. That volcano, that sounds like a really neat one. I've not been to that. Uh, for any type of travel, you probably want to protect your backpack. So whether it's pulling it in and out of a van or a private vehicle or putting it in the, the check bags for an airline or under the bus, um, however you're getting there, you probably want to cover it up somehow. I like if you have uh, uh, a couple people with rolling duffels, rolling hockey gear bags work pretty well because they'll crush down flat. So it's easy to store them when you get there. If you have a couple people with rolling yep. suitcases, like large airline suitcase bags with wheels, those work good. You can stuff a whole bunch of bags in them. People will use laundry bags to just as protection for their backpack, like uh, when they check it. Uh, military duffel bags. IKEA has some big bags. I've got a bunch of links for different options in the um, budget backpacking gear for Philmont article over on Gear Report. Uh, lots and lots of different things that you can do. But what you don't want is to show up and find out that a baggage handler ripped one of your shoulder straps off your bag right before you're going on the trail at Philmont. So definitely make sure that you protect your bag however it is that you choose to get there. 
Jeff, let me address that last question that was up there about backpacks on Amtrak. Amtrak provides a luggage or not like a baggage car, and you will be asked to place your backpack in the baggage car. Uh, it does not go into the, the the passenger train with you. You don't have to store it overhead or anything like that. Everybody and all the scouts uh, put their backpacks in the baggage car. Okay. Good to know. Excellent. So with that, um, let me get rid of that screen. Does anyone have any parting words, anything you have coming up that, uh, oh, I know something I'm going to mention. Since we got everyone here, go check out uh, Sal down there. That dude in the middle was just interviewed on the, the big uh, Philmont podcast. Go check that out. 54 minutes in, he's got a nice little right. discussion with some very, very insightful comments. Thank you. About his film on experience. So definitely go check that out. I'll second what Daryl said about uh, getting the official Philmont broadcast they do every month. Follow along with all their stuff. They're very supportive of us. I actually thought Shelly was maybe going to join us this evening, uh, but she didn't make it. Shelly O'Neill's, uh, what is she, program director now? I don't know. The big no, she's, she's chief business officer. Is the operations that's what it operations. is business operations yeah she she's uh fairly influential and i uh they support and they're in the group uh i've seen i've seen david in there i've seen shelly i've seen uh ashley from the tooth of time trader so we get a lot of interaction from philmont proper we support them they informally unofficially are nice to us we're not an official group but still, go check out all the stuff that they do. Until next time, uh, I think it's about time to shut down the broadcast. Is anybody not ready? ready? There you go. Hi, gone. Hi, gone. Ask your crew leader. <laughs> this was a great discussion about things to do in Cimarron, New Mexico, and on the way to the ranch. I want to thank the members of the Philmont Trek Talk Facebook group for allowing me to use the audio for this podcast. I'd recommend you become a member of the Philmont Track Talk Facebook group as there are some great discussions out there for those going to Philmont. Just type in uh, Philmont Track Talk into the search bar on Facebook and you'll find it. Thanks for joining us today and remember to tell your friends about this podcast. You can find us online at highadventurescouting.com on Facebook, or Instagram. If you have any questions or ideas for future podcasts, just email us at info at highadventurescouting.com. This podcast and website are independent and not affiliated with any youth organization. Happy High Adventure! This has been a production of High Adventure Resources.